This is Purple Radio On Demand. Welcome to Sportsfeed, your twice-weekly podcast where we discuss all things sport in the Northeast. My name is Sanjay Suri and I'm joined by Joel Adkins. From university matches to professional competitions, we've got you covered with all the news, insight and analysis you need. This episode will review Durham Women FC's tense 1-0 victory away at Sheffield United before we're joined by women's basketball's Ellie Moran ahead of their match against Newcastle this Wednesday. Without further ado, let's get into it. So Joel, to start off with Sheffield United 0, Durham 1 in the WSL Championship this weekend. A really good result for Durham on the road and that's back-to-back wins now. Yeah, a massive result for them. Winning 1-0 away from home is never easy. And to do it against a team who, you know, were in a similar position to them going into the match, a similar level, and could easily have obviously overtaken Durham if they'd beaten Durham. You know, I think, you know, to go and win there away from home is really impressive. Obviously now they've climbed up to seventh in the table and now puts four points between them and Sheffield United, obviously yesterday's opponents. So yeah, all in all, a great win. Yeah, I think it's really helpful as well because it just, they were still a long way off relegation, but every three points you get just kind of eases your nerves about relegation more and they can really start to look up the table now, especially since Sunderland picked up their first loss of the season this weekend. So that will kind of reignite maybe some title hopes or is still seven points too much? Oh, no, I don't think it's too much at all. I mean, if looking at the table, they're seven points off first, which might seem like a, a big margin, but in reality, they've still got about... 12 games left to play so they're not even halfway through the season yet and given that they're you know winning and they're quietly going about their business particularly with a clean sheet as well I think that's that also shouldn't be understated yeah I think it's Durham need to prove a lot more though this win was great as well as following up from the penalty shootout victory against Sunderland last Wednesday but Durham have lacked consistency so much this season and they need to do a bit more than back-to-back wins to really convince me that the title charge is on but a win's a win and a very good performance indeed Eleanor Ryan Doyle opened up the scoring in the 11th minute I don't know whether you've managed to see the highlights draw but that was a very tidy finish one-on-one yeah a brilliant finish and you know to score early on is kind of what they that what they wanted that fast start you know score inside the first sort of 15 to 20 minutes and then to be able to hold it for more than 80 minutes you know if you include stoppages after that and hold that out and really just grind out the win I think shows a lot about their character as a team yeah you're talking a lot on the previous episode as we were looking forward to this match how key a fast start was going to be for Durham even though they're away from home they had the momentum coming into the match and they showed it with getting the early goal it's a really nice finish and good link-up play as well with Sasha Noonan but on the other hand, Durham did miss a few sitters in that match. Molly Lambert firing straight at the goalkeeper from close range, as well as Amy Andrews putting wide from inside the area later on. Two really good opportunities to kill out the match, but they weren't taken. Again, is this something that will frustrate Durham, that they're not seeing out matches and they're going for the nervy finish rather than the comfortable 3-0 win? Mm, I think it... I guess it depends on where you look at it. And on one hand, it's always frustrating not being able to finish and not being able to really kill the games off and get past teams fully. 
But I mean, if you're winning 1-0, it just shows how solid the back line is as well. And we're obviously talking a lot about concentration as well on the flip side. And if we're looking at that side of it, yesterday they really showed that they can keep their concentration and, you know, not concede a silly equaliser, you know, for example, on half time or even worse, nearer to full time. So I think that that aspect is obviously a massive improvement from the last few weeks. I do obviously think the finishing thing, you know, needs work in training for sure, you know, to be able to put their chances away. But let's just hope that can come with time. Yeah. An interesting thing I did notice during the match actually was that the Durham fans were a lot louder than Sheffield United fans. Is that is that a bit weird to see that the away team is a lot louder than the home team, especially given that there aren't many fans travelling down, but it really does show a lot, doesn't it, about the Durham fans? Well, it just shows their commitment to the club. I mean, to follow them, I mean... Sheffield is obviously in the north. It's not, you know, as far as somewhere like Southampton, but still to, you know, go to an away game at whatever club, at whatever level I think is, shows serious commitment. And I mean, often we do see in football, you know, the away fans are sometimes the loudest. It's like a, a loud minority that we see. So I think it's great to see. Yeah, you really get the Durham Women FC ultras travelling down, following the team all around the country from Southampton to Sheffield. And it really is great to see. And they really did help Durham on their way. But ahead of this weekend's match against Birmingham, do you think they'll make it three back-to-back wins? Or I mean, let's hope so. You know, Birmingham are above them in the table. Um, if we're looking at the table, Durham are on, I think it's 14, yeah, 14 points. Birmingham are on 17, two places above. Blackburn are in the middle, just one point above, above Durham on 15. And I think that really should be enough for, for Durham to really have that incentive to go out and get the win, even though it is away from home. But I mean, winning yesterday away from home and obviously winning at Sunderland in midweek away from home, although it was in the cup, I think shows that they can do it on the road as well as in front of a home crowd. And as we were, you know, we were looking at the league table a minute ago and we saw that they were only three points off Birmingham, but their goal difference, it would need a seven-goal a seven goal swing, or no, I think a 15-goal swing, meaning they'd have to win either 8-0 pretty much um, to actually jump above Birmingham. So that, I'm not saying they're going to go there and win 8-0, although that would be great, but if they just got any type of win to really boost their own goal difference and obviously at the same time worsen Birmingham's, then that could be you know really important. But I think the main thing is just getting the three points. Yeah, I completely agree. That 9-1 loss to Crystal Palace earlier in the season really is starting to hurt Durham in terms of goal difference. So let's hope come the end of the season they don't miss out on anything purely due to goal difference because they'll really be kicking themselves if that happens. Sheffield United will be visiting Maiden Castle next Wednesday in the Continental Cup, which is a huge match for Durham because should they win, then that's eight points from three games thanks to the bonus point picked up in penalties against Sunderland. How big of a marker was this to beat the team that they're about to play in the cup away from home before the match at Maiden Castle? I think psychologically it will give them a massive advantage knowing that they've already got one over them this season. And I definitely think at home they should be able to win that in the cup especially. You know, they, they've been doing well in the cup, obviously beat Sunderland in the last in their last game, although it was on penalties, but you know, they still got the two points. 
And I definitely think, given that they've just beaten Sheffield United in a, a league game away from home, there's absolutely no reason they can't go and beat them again. Maybe more, maybe 2-0, 3-0, who knows? Yeah, because you never know that goal difference could come down to it in the in the Continental Cup, especially given that the best second-place team across all of the groups also progresses to the quarterfinals. So you never know. A big win could be vital for Durham come the end of the group stage. But coming back to the match this weekend, I feel like there's only one player to really talk about in terms of heroics, and that was the goalkeeper, Tatiana Saunders, who, fresh from her wonder goal for the university team this Wednesday, pulled off some outstanding saves and got a clean sheet to boot. What do you think of her performance, Joel? Oh, so good. I mean, another clean sheet on the board, I think is massive and will give us so much confidence. Obviously, you were mentioning that uh, free kick she scored the other day inside her own half and she's, you know, just gone and doubled that up with a clean sheet, which really is like, almost like a goal for a goalkeeper, you know. Being able to completely stop the opposition from scoring over 90 minutes in a, you know, competitive league game, I think is a massive confidence boost for her. And yeah, let's hope that she can do that again in the next game. Yeah, I think what really impressed me when I was seeing some of the saves she made was her technique was impeccable. Her her footwork to make sure that she wasn't diving too early. She was always just taking that step just so that she could get the extra reach that she needed to get to the ball rather than just diving straight away. She really made sure that she was in the best possible position and she was making very good saves without making them look like Hollywood saves, just purely focusing on her technique rather than trying to produce heroics. And I think that's a real reason why she made so many key saves in the match. Yeah, definitely. She looked very composed, very assured, you know, not overly dramatic. And as I've said before in, in previous episodes, when it comes to a, a team and a goalkeeper, you really want a goalkeeper who just has that level of composure just being able to keep their head and you know someone where the defenders know you know if the opposition gets a shot away providing it's not right in the top corner for example that the keeper's going to get there and make the save that she needs. So it was a good performance from Saunders this weekend last Wednesday is a very good performance by the other goalkeeper Nisha McAloon are these two goalkeepers really pushing each other to another level do you think this competition is really benefiting Durham right now? I mean, it seems to be. If you've got two goalkeepers who are, you know, really performing well, I think that's only a only a plus for the team. You know, you have two goalkeepers who are consistently pulling off good saves, consistently, you know, the main part as to, as to why, well, not the main, but one of the main parts as to why, you know, Durham are slowly climbing the table. I think it's massive and obviously... Having a goalkeeper in the cup, as we saw the other day, then having Saunders obviously in the league seems to be working pretty well. I mean, in terms of the next game, I'm not sure what's going to happen, whether they'll the manager's going to keep Saunders in or play McAloon for that game. But I mean, given that she's just kept a clean sheet, I mean, I reckon the, be the best thing is probably to keep her in the team. Yeah, I think it does look like that Saunders is pretty settled in the, as the league goalkeeper whereas McAloon can save her heroics for the Continental Cup. But it's going to be on the back of Saunders' mind in every performance. She knows that she needs to keep this high standard because you've got a very competent goalkeeper waiting in the wings. So that competition, as long as it's healthy, can only be beneficial for the team. And 
you can really see Dharma reaping the rewards. Mm, definitely. Having two people who can do a job, I think, is really key. Obviously, it might add a bit of pressure to her, but she seems, she, she seems to be coping with that pressure really well, you know, being able to still pull off really good saves and obviously with the ball at her feet as well has looked quite comfortable too, being able to pass it out to the full backs or whether it's go long on a goal kick or pass to her centre-back. She seems to really be able to play with her feet and obviously it's not always easy, you know, when you're under pressure in a match to be so good with your feet. You know, it's easy to just rush the clearance or just smash it out of play and, you know, kick it into row Z. But she seems to be able to also do that side of her game really well, as well as obviously making key saves. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that it was Saunders and Ryan Doyle who were the two heroes of the day. And they managed to secure a big win for Durham, a tricky match away from home. And that was Ryan Doyle's third goal of the season in her debut season. She's having a really good breakout season, isn't she? Yeah, definitely. Three goals is, you know, really impressive in ten games so far, I believe, or even less, you know, for her, given that she's not played every game. So I think she can definitely continue that. And, you know, scoring goals like that, especially when it's the only goal of a victory, I think is massive. And it'll give her a lot of confidence knowing that effectively it was it was her, you know, that won the match. Yeah, Durham really are finding form at the right time and hopefully they can just continue their momentum for the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. So we are now joined by Ellie Moran. Um, Ellie, do you just want to start by telling us a bit about your season so far? Uh, yeah, so to be honest, we had a bit of a slow start to the season. So um, we started in Edinburgh and we got beaten by quite a lot. Um, but we slowly started getting our way back. Um, We've got a few more players now, uh, so we've got a strong team. We've started playing well together, so we've had a bit more time to like work together and learn how to play off of each other. So it's getting strong, and we beat Edinburgh on Wednesday, just gone. So that kind of just shows the teams gelling together a bit more. So, yeah. Mm, and going into the next few weeks, obviously with that win under your belt, how do you feel about the next few games and being able to really build on that? I think we're going to be a bit more confident going into uh, our game on Wednesday uh, and the coming weeks. But, yeah, I think the win against Edinburgh on Wednesday really helped, like, the whole mentality and, like, just the team in general. Yeah, so that's two wins for your last three games, if I'm right in saying. Have you really noticed a real difference in the team in general, just in terms of morale? And you lost to Newcastle in the reverse fixture, but do you think you've got a lot more momentum coming into the match. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we've got a few extra players from when we played against Newcastle last time. Uh, really strong additions to the team. So I think that's going to help a lot. And we've started like, we just like, we've learned a lot about each other on and off the court. So it just, yeah, it's a strong foundation, I think. So yeah, as we mentioned, it's Newcastle up this Wednesday. What can you expect from the team? You've already got experience of playing them this season but is there anything in particular you need to look out for they've got a very strong well their center is uh she's very, like really big like i think a lot of their points came from her last game so i think just making sure like we're switched on defensively more like just as much as offensively so offensively we've been working but defensively i think we just need to be aware 
that there's always going to be that like inside presence on uh, their offense that we just need to be aware of. Mm, and I was going to ask in terms of training as a team, how does that look like throughout the week? Uh, so during the week we train four times, I think. So we train Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and then Fridays and Saturdays, depending on when we have a game. So we have weekend games sometimes. So like this week we have a game in Nottingham on Saturday. So we won't have practice on Saturday, obviously, because we'll be traveling. But yeah, and then we have weights as well. So, Who do you think's impressed you most within the team then, especially over the last few weeks now that you've managed to get a bit of form together? So we've got a couple of Americans, well, Canadian. Uh, so there's uh, Sophie, who's been a very good addition to the team, I think. Um, and we've now got three bigs. So it's just like learning how they play off of each other as well, because obviously that's not very conventional. So they've just, that's a big thing that we've had to adjust to is playing with less guards than bigs. So yeah, we've been working on that in practice though. So, and it showed in our game on Wednesday against Edinburgh, like everyone played really well off of each other. So, so because of the slow start of the season, you've found yourself now fifth in the table, but you should be fairly comfortable from avoiding relegation. What are your aspirations for the remainder of the season? Um, I think just winning as many games as possible. I know it sounds quite obvious, but just getting those wins because it goes head to head. So we just need to get as many wins under our belt as possible so that the team like who wins less than us, like we just need to avoid the relegation. Do you reckon you can have a bit of a cup run later on, especially if the team starts to get get a few wins under your belt, like you're hoping? We just have uh, playoffs. So we have a full playoffs instead of a cup because we're in the Prem. So, but yeah, playoffs, I think, uh, yeah, I think they're an option. Yeah. Uh, how does the playoff format work then? How many teams qualify for it? So we go, It's so we've got the North and the South. So obviously we're in the North division. Um, so I'm not sure exactly how it works, to be honest. But so last year, for example, we played against Essex um, and we had to travel to Essex because I think they were at the top of their division and we were we were not at the bottom obviously because we got into the playoffs but we didn't win all of our games basically okay yeah uh yeah I can imagine it's kind of similar to the football one that Alex Zimmeras was talking about before where your league position really does determine how easy a draw you get yeah in the playoffs so I'm guessing then these matches are still very important in terms of trying to get yourself a, the easiest possible match yeah, or, definitely. or more importantly just a home match in the playoffs. Yeah definitely so I remember in my first year I was in the first team in the first year I was in second team but I remember the first team playing they had uh, all their playoff games up until the finals were home games because they had won um, more games during the season so it's just getting that you know those far that far ahead. Yeah I was also going to ask in terms of you know, with uh, Durham Uni, you know, women's basketball, how how do you think you can really sort of grow the uh, like image of the sport in the next, you know, few months in the remainder of this season in terms of trying to make it bigger at Durham and trying to make it more well-known and, you know, out there 
how, how do you feel like you can yeah manage like manage to do that and make it sort of bigger and more popular yeah so i think right from the start of the year so even at freshers fair our main like target is getting as many women sign up as possible because obviously it's not as big as the men's side of the game so yeah during the freshers fair like a group of us were there and we made sure we had some of the women's teams down as well just to show that it is an option for the women's like to sign up to it and have a go um and then even when we're telling the freshers or whatever year they are at the freshers fair when we were talking about the, to them about it we were just like any ability can sign up like you don't have to have much experience to come to trials like it's just a bit of fun and then also promoting the college side of the game so college sports i think is a really good way of just everyone having fun um and then showing that there is that com uh, like competitive side of the game as well like it's not just a bit of fun you know you can come to the eu and yeah i saw that basketball is up there's one of the fastest growing sports in the UK, uh, which is great for the sport and must be great for DU basketball as well. Have you seen that reflected within the team in terms of the amount of interest you've had compared to the, the say last year and the number of signups? Yeah, definitely. So I remember um, when I was first year, so I'm third year now. So when I was in first year, I remember there weren't many people at trials at all. Um, and but then last year, like we did a lot of like promoting it at Freshers' Fair and we uh, got as many people from like college basketball to come and play. Uh, and we had, I think, about 40 girls sign up at Freshers' Fair and then about 50%, 55% of that came to the trials. So we got like quite a solid turnout at trials, which was nice to see as well. And then about the same this year, there were quite a few turnouts. I was going to ask as well, in terms of you know since you've been playing basketball here what's your do you have like a standout moment of whether it's this year or last year or you know a favorite game that you played in that is a good question actually um i can't think of any particular standout moments there have been quite a few um but i think last year my time on like last year i moved up to the first team and it was kind of about getting like gaining that confidence and experience at a high level. Um, for me personally, it was fun to play with the girls um, and kind of just start getting a bit more competitive because when I was on the second team, it wasn't as competitive as like, obviously as the Premier League. So I think that was just a bit fun, like just the step from, um, like I think we were in tier two in first year, just that step up to the Prem was just fun for me. Mm. Normally at this point on the podcast, we'll ask you for a score prediction, but given that it's basketball and it's so frantic and high scoring, it might yeah. be quite tricky to get a exact score. But can you give us like a rough ballpark on what you think will happen on Wednesday? I couldn't guess a score because like you say, it is like very up and down, but I'm hoping we win. I think we've got a good foundation going into the game. Um, and yeah. I think I don't think I could predict a score, but I'm hoping we win. It would be a close game, though. Yeah, I mean, if you can win away at Newcastle, that'll be a huge result for you. But yeah, thank you very much, Ellie, for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. And uh, whilst Durham travelled to Newcastle in the basketball, there are still many highlights at home to watch amongst the Wands fixtures. 
both men's and women's badminton are in action against Leeds and that will be taking place at 1pm, the women's match on court A and the men's match on court B. Netball will be playing Banger at 3pm and that will be on court C indoors at Maiden Castle. The men's rugby union team take on Cardiff at 6.30pm and that match will be at Durham City whilst the women's team take on Cardiff Met on 3G1 at 4pm. That match will be broadcast live on Purple Radio, so be sure to tune in because that was a huge match for the team. And finally, men's squash will be taking on Newcastle at Maiden Castle, and that'll be a 5pm start. And that concludes this episode of Sports Feed. Make sure you follow Purple Radio Sport on Instagram for all the latest updates, and we'll see you in the next episode. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.